0: Are you happy? Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm excited to share my heart this morning. I have so much on it. But I, uh, th- th- this is what I, what I want to go after. I, w- I want to talk about this morning the forgiveness of sin. Like, like I, I want to I talk about the reality, church family. That every one of our sins and mistakes of our past get to be completely forgiven. Like, like you and I this morning, you should be, you should get really excited right now. Like, like every person in this room this morning, listen, we get to leave this place completely free from our past. Like no looking back, but being able to completely look forward because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I came with great news this morning is that the blood of Jesus Christ is enough in your life. Are you with me? Like, like the Son of God came, Jesus came, and the blood that flowed through his veins was this precious. Holy, divine, uncontaminated blood Like he never made a mistake He was sinless His blood was not contaminated And that's the secret to its power So this holy, uncontaminated, unblemished blood was shed And it was so powerful that it won the victory over all sin So that we can walk in complete freedom Galatians 5.1 It is for freedom that you've been set free John 8 36 says, if The Son has set you free, you're free indeed. Second Corinthians 3:17 says, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where's the Spirit? See, Ephesians 1:13 says God identifies us as his children by putting the Spirit in us. So where's the Spirit? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Are you happy? But Melanie shared this message last week. if you, if you if you weren't here and you haven't heard it, you got back I can't stop thinking about it but she Melody taught from 1st John 4:18 there is no fear in love for the perfect love of God cast out all fear and and during one portion of her message she talked about the perfect love of god casting out the fear of punishment and she began to talk about that my heart began to beat and i can't stop thinking of her so i was like well i'm just going to keep on preaching about it i'm just going to piggyback and keep going you we we have to not just know up here but believe and receive right here that our sins have been forgiven like it doesn't what, it, whether you made a mistake five seconds ago five minutes ago five years ago or 20 years ago you get to be free and look church it doesn't matter what it is it, it doesn't matter what you've done no matter how big or how bad you think that mistake or sin was it is not bigger or badder than the blood of Jesus Christ I know badder is not a correct word but it ain't bigger or better than the blood, the precious blood of the Lamb. It was Psalms 103, 2 and 3 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all sin and heals all diseases. Like everything, nothing's left out. Are you happy about that? Everything done away with it's why Paul says in Romans 5:20. Where sin increases, grace increases all the more. Now look, that's not the license to sin. That's not Paul saying, man, it's okay for you to increase your sin so that you can watch God's grace cover it. No, the context is this. There's nothing that you can do and nothing you've ever done that will ever compare to what Jesus did. What Paul's saying is that your sin is no match for God's grace. It keeps increasing. It's got one leg up all the time. It's always one step ahead. If you make a mistake, God's grace stands over the top of it and says, you'll never ever measure up to me. Are you happy about that? That's good news for those of us who've made mistakes. This is how amazing God's grace is. The power of the blood of Jesus. And here's what continues to blow my mind every day. Is that not only does God forgive you of your sin, but Hebrews 8.13 says he forgives you and remembers them no more. Oh my goodness, like, like, remembers, like gone. Like Micah 7.19 says he cast our sin into a sea of forgetfulness. Never to be seen again, never to be heard of again, never to be brought up again. Like completely gone. Not only does God forgive you of your sin, he forgets your sin. He remembers it no more. In Romans chapter 5, verse 9, it says that you've been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Just as if it never, ever happened. Yo, that's good news. Like, not just forgiven, like gone. Like, never happened. But let's just let's, let's be real honest this morning. Can, can we? Can I talk honest, vulnerable, and real with you this morning? How many of you, and I'm included in this, you're you're walking in this relationship with Jesus, right? And it's awesome. You're a Christian, you know that your sins have been forgiven. You even know that God's forgotten them, and you're walking in real freedom. It's awesome. But then all of a sudden, man, you see something, you hear something, you read something, you watch something, somebody says something, something happens, and it reminds you of that mistake that you made in the past. That, that ever happened to anybody? And, and if we're not seeing it through the lens of the blood of Jesus Christ, man, the enemy will have a heyday. You're walking with Jesus. Oh, man, I'm so free. All this, hear something, see something, watch something, whatever the case may be. You're reminded of that sin or that mistake that you wish had never happened. And let me just tell you this, that's not God reminding you. He remembers no more. That's the enemy from the outside trying to get in. See, the enemy does not want you not to realize just how free we get to be because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us walking in complete freedom. But if you're not careful, you're reminded of of that thing of the past from the enemy, and then all of a sudden you you begin to revisit it all over again. Can I just be real and honest with you? Most of you have heard my testimony. I used to deal with this a little bit. Years ago, I don't ever anymore, but 13 years ago I went through a divorce. And 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 in hindsight, looking back, let me just be real honest with you, man. I 16 years ago, I should have never ever been married. I should that that was not what God had for my life. Okay, and I'm so thankful for God's grace. Let me just say this to you: somebody needs to hear this. No matter what you've done, it it can never take away from the destiny that God has for you because of His grace. I am living proof of that, church family. I don't care what you've done. It doesn't matter. Grace increases. It's got one leg up. You'll never measure up or match the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? But I'm telling you, for a, a few years after going through that divorce... Yo, I knew that I had been forgiven. I knew it was forgotten. I was walking in freedom. But sometimes I'd see something, hear something, watch. Something would happen, and I'd be reminded of it. And if I wasn't seeing it through the lens of the blood of Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, man, I'm like, man, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish that had never happened. Next thing you know, church family, you wish it hadn't happened, it leads to you revisiting it all over again. Maybe you begin to feel bad all over again. Maybe there's regret. Maybe there's Guilt, maybe there's condemnation, and the next thing you know, you feel this need to repent all over again from something you wish had never happened. And I bring I can bring in good news according to the blood of Jesus Christ, it never happened. Oh come on, on, stay with me. According to the blood of Jesus, that thing you wish had never happened, it's been removed and cast into a sea of forgiveness. You've been justified just like it never existed, gone. Some of you think, well, "West, that's too good to be true because it really happened. No, another thing happened too. A man named Jesus hung on a cross and won the victory over that sucker and didn't just forgive it but removed it from your life. Listen, some of you might be, this is too good to be true, but God's too good for it not to be true. He's a good Father, and He loves us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to not just forgive, but to remove and take away. Gone, never existed, done. John four twenty nine. John the Baptist is standing in the Jordan River, and he's baptizing people left and right, and all of a sudden he stops. He says, behold the Lamb of God. Who comes to not just forgive, but who comes to remove, to take away the sin of the world. In the Old Testament, you made a mistake. You found an innocent animal and sacrificed its blood. And the blood of that animal atoned for or covered that sin. You were living like what Melanie was talking about. You were living under the law. Right? But what does uh, 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 Romans 8, 1 and 2 say? It says, through Christ Jesus, we've been set free From the law of sin and death Hallelujah In the Old Testament you make a mistake Animal, blood, covered, atoned In the New Testament Jesus comes as the ultimate lamb Woo With a precious, holy, uncontaminated blood Not just the blood of an animal The blood of a savior That's the secret to its power And he comes to not just forgive But to remove, to take away Never to be seen Or heard of again the blood of Jesus is not a carpet stain remover. You got that stain on the carpet, you spray, you spray, you spray, you wipe, you wipe. The stain's gone for a little while, but a couple days, what's it do? It finds itself back up on that carpet. It's frustrating, isn't it? Especially for somebody clean like me. Oh, I'm scrubbing. I got this carpet cleaner. Two days later it comes right back. No, the blood of Jesus cleanses and washes us white as snow clean slate, fresh start, brand new, every day of our life. Are you happy? We we get to walk out of this place this morning completely free. Free from anything and everything of our past. And so I want to answer that question this morning. So on this journey with Jesus, as we're walking in freedom, what do you do if you make a mistake? you do if 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 you if you make a mistake i'm going to answer that i love i love how melanie last week as she talked about the perfect love of god i don't know where melanie is but she hey, thank you just really set me up mel but she talked about you know everything starts with the perfect love of god it begins with salvation his perfect unconditional powerful love which is his grace saves us right? That's where it all begins for us. And then we're on a journey with Jesus. So we live from perfect love, we're walking in perfect love, and we're walking towards perfect love. But I love what Mel said. Just because you live from and walk in and walk towards perfect love, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. It means that His perfect love is molding you, shaping you, and empowering you to become more and more like Christ. Are you with me? So if you make a mistake, the same forgiveness or the same grace that forgives you is the same grace that will meet you right where you are if you make a mistake. Are you with me? yo that's simple that's really good news. It all begins with salvation. Let me just share this really quick. You, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as personal Lord savior, that's where your journey begins. You, you have you have to put your faith in him. Let me say this as a side note because essentially I'm just sharing the gospel. You have to put your faith in Jesus. Only He can save you. Coming to church cannot save you. I talk to people all the time, hey man, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to Him? Well, I I go to church every once in a while, read the Bible often, and that's awesome. Don't ever stop doing that. Look at me, church. Though, Just because you come to church doesn't mean that you're saved. Just because you read your Bible, as important as it is, doesn't mean that you're saved. Just because you grow up in a Christian home with a kingdom atmosphere does not mean that you're automatically saved. Some of you are quiet. You're wondering about this. Listen, Jeremy and I and our sister, we grew up in the most incredible Christian home with amazing parents. You know them as Pops and Camelot. Love Jesus. They didn't just tell us about Jesus. They lived Jesus in front of us. Our home was so full of God's love and His peace and His grace and His power. Like literally the kingdom of God dwelled in our home. But just because we grew up in the kingdom doesn't mean we were automatically saved. My mom and dad could save me. Are you with me? There's only one way, and it's with one man, and his name is Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? Acts 4.12 says there's, salvation is found in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which you must be saved. It's Jesus. John 14.6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I don't care what prophetic uh, anointing you grew up under, what kind of umbrella of a kingdom, what atmosphere you had in your house. You need Jesus Christ. Only he can save you. That's it. Are you happy about that? Salvation begins with realizing Jesus saves me. I need him. And not only watch, Jesus saves you, but you have to make a decision to put your faith in him. There's a decision to be made, church family, to put our faith in Jesus. There's this theology going around. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. I don't know what. And it's this man. God's grace is so good and so available and it's so powerful. It's going to work out for everybody in the end. God's grace is good, man. He's available. The presence of God is here. Yeah, that's great if you got the presence. That's great if you've surrendered their life, your life to Jesus. What about the other people that haven't yet? Oh, God's grace is good. Everybody's going to end up in heaven. That's not the Bible. That's not the scripture. Listen, Jesus did almost everything on our behalf. But there's one thing he can't do for us, and it's decide for us to put our faith in him. He can't make that decision for us. Just because God's grace is available and powerful doesn't mean that you're automatically saved. It's when you decide to put your faith in Him, believe and receive, then and only then can you see what His grace can do and just how powerful it is. There's a decision to be made. Are you with me? That's why Matthew seven thirteen Jesus says there's a wide road that leads to destruction and many are on it. But there's a narrow road that leads to life and very few are on it. If you are part of the very few, we get to intercept the people that are on the wide road. Are you with me? We get to let them know. Listen, we get to make the decision easy for people by the way we live our life and our willingness to share the gospel. Are you with me? It's why Jesus says, go and preach the good news. Why? It was urgent. Because there was a decision to be made. God didn't make us robots. He gave us the free will. If we're made to do something, it'll be driven by fear and it'll end up in religion. But if we choose Jesus, it's driven by the love of God and it ends up in a relationship. There's a decision to be made and we get to step out and make that decision easy for people. Hey, listen, Jesus loves you. There's a better road. There's a better way. He paid the price for you to have life and life abundant. Do you want him? But you've got to choose. You've got to decide. Are you with me? Okay, wow, that was a lot longer than I thought I was going to be on that. We're on a journey, which is it begins with salvation. Only He can save you, and you have to decide. You have to put your faith in Him. It's only one way. But then we continue our journey with Him when we're saved. And what happens on this journey if you make a mistake? In short, the same grace that saved you is the same grace that will forgive you if you make a mistake. Jesus died on the cross Said so his forgiveness is always, always available every moment of our life. And let me, let me add this here too. The same grace that saved you is the same grace that will forgive you if you make a mistake. The same grace that forgives you is also the same grace that empowers you to sin no more. I, I know some of you are thinking this goes without saying, but I just got to make sure I'm really clear in here. We're talking about the amazing grace of God, the power of the blood of Jesus. But I just need you to know this. Not here, but here. It's not okay to sin. It's, it ain't okay to do things apart from God. We're not, we're not, that's not who we are anymore. And if you do, if you make that mistake on this journey, there's grace, there's forgiveness. But it is important and healthy to bring that mistake, to address it and confess it before the Father. I know, like, for so long sin was talked about in such an unhealthy way. Now we got a new revelation of our relationship with Jesus, so we just don't ever talk about it. It swung, like, from one end of the spectrum to the other. Like, in this desire to not focus on sin and focus on Jesus, we stop being aware when something's not right inside of us. We stop addressing it. We sweep it under a rug. We brush it off because God's grace is so good. It is so good. But it also empowers us to live a different life, to live according to a new standard. Are you happy this morning? This is us, man. This is the church. I get it, man. For so long it was about, I'm trying not to sin. And if you did sin, it's how bad it was and how wrong you are. And now you're earning and performing your way back in a relationship with God. Super unhealthy. Now we have this fresh, new, powerful revelation that focuses on Jesus now. Who the one who forgives us from our sins. And we focus on him, sin becomes few and far between. And we're so laser focused on him, we begin to realize that what he has for us is good. So when temptation comes our way, we see it for what it really is and call it out. God, I don't want anything to do with that. That's momentary, temporary pleasure. I want what Jesus has for my life. It's awesome. So it's great. We're on this journey with Jesus. We're focused. Sin has become few and far between. But let me just say this too. On this journey, in your pursuit of Jesus, it is important and healthy to be aware of, to pay attention to, and address when something's not right in here. When the Holy Spirit begins to convict you, don't just brush it off, sweep it under a rug, and say, God's grace is good. I encourage you this morning, man, address it, confess bring it before the Father. it's it's the power of confession God I messed up God I want this to be corrected I want it to be adjusted I want you to prune me so that I can bear fruit in this area of my life this is healthy y'all this is still not a sin focus this is a Jesus focus I'm so focused on Jesus that I'm aware when the Holy Spirit begins to move in my life and something needs to go a branch needs to be cut off something needs to be pruned I want to bear fruit because listen When the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, that is one of the most exciting times in your life. That's what I've learned personally. Because God doesn't just forgive you, He convicts you of your sin because He loves you so much. He wouldn't be a very loving God if He didn't. As a matter of fact, recently, just the other day, I was convicted of something. Like, for real, it was like beautiful. The Holy Spirit just begins to move. And I I always point right here because for some reason, the Spirit moves right here. It's awesome. Sometimes it's here. Most of the time, I don't know what it is. It's my belly. And I'm I'm back there in the food pantry room walking around, and this conviction came in my belly. And it crept all the way up my chest, and it hit my face. And y'all promise, I told Carolyn, I burst into tears. Just boom, burst into tears. Not because I was sad or not because I felt guilty or shame and condemned. I burst into tears of excitement because I was reminded of how in love the Father is with me. And I was so excited because I was like, I'm about to start being fruit in this area. Are you with me? The conviction of the Holy Spirit is so exciting. You say you're hungry for God, for more of God. You've got to be hungry for his conviction. because That's one of the most powerful ways that he loves you. John 16, 8, he sent the Spirit to convict the world of sin, not because he's mad at us, but because he's madly in love with us. It is healthy, it is important on your journey with Jesus, to be aware of and pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And if that conviction comes, you're not guilty, you're not shamed, you're not condemned, you're excited, oh God, come on. (laughs) You see the difference, the kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of this world. Listen, let me me tell you this. Until we realize what sin cost us, we'll never fully appreciate what Jesus paid for us to have. I know Some of you are unsure about that, but I'm telling you, that's not focused on sin. I'm so focused on Jesus that I'm aware of what sin cost me. So aware that I don't ever want to do anything apart from Him. Not because I'm afraid or scared, because I'm in love and I know that what He has for me is so good. It's a healthy fear of God. Are you with me? we got to have that in our soul, church. We're on this journey with Jesus. <laughs> Let's say, how many rabbit trails I can take this morning. And we're, it begins with salvation, and only He can save you, and you have to make that decision yourself. And we get to help people make that decision easy by the way we live our life. And on this journey, oh, man, if you make a mistake, the same grace that saved you is the same grace that will forgive you. And if you make that mistake, it's real simple, y'all. Here's that. And you just bring it before the Father. 1 John 1 9 says, If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That makes me happy. I, I, I call it the, the power of confession. I was spending time with the Holy Spirit one time, and I read that verse. Because I was struggling with, I was dealing with, well, like, like I'm a Christian, like, when I just messed up. Like, I know I've been forgiven. I know it gets to be forgotten. I know God's grace is good. But, like, what do I do, Holy Spirit? Just keep on running? And essentially he said yes. But he said, Wes, here's what you could do. You could confess it before the Father. Instead of sweeping it under a rug or brushing it off. Just bring it before God. Because you're not guilty and you're not ashamed of anything the blood of Jesus has already been won the blood of Jesus has already conquered it I'm free to bring it before the Father come on he said bring it before the Father and just acknowledge it so three parts to confession I acknowledge that I messed up God is that good with everybody I acknowledge I messed up like, like, I, like I just I goofed <laughs> and God I acknowledge that it's not even that sin's so bad the greater revelation is that you're so good I acknowledge that you don't hate sin because it's so wrong. You hate sin because what you have for me is so right. Come on, this is still not a focus on sin, it's a focus on Jesus. But a focus on Jesus changes the way that we live. We live from freedom, which means if we make a mistake, we are free whoo, to bring it before the Father. Come on, are you happy? So the, the power of confession, I just acknowledge that messed up. In a second, uh, I agree. Jesus, I agree that your blood is enough. I'm telling you, the whole, I could show you my journal. The Holy Spirit just <inaudible> second, I agree, Jesus, that your blood is enough. Listen, you know that the blood of Jesus is enough. You can't add to it. Ain't nothing you can do to add to it. Oh man. The, the, the enemy wants wants to sneak up behind us, man. The enemy wants you and I to look over our shoulder at what we've done rather than then focus on what Jesus did. He wants us to spend our days trying to earn something that Jesus has freely given us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? You you can't, I think so many times we make a mistake and we know that God's grace is good, but we we, we try to make it up to God. I'm going to make this up to you by what I do, but Luke 18, 19 says no one's good but God. No one's good but God. See, we're good because the good one comes to live in in us. It's Jesus. He makes us good. He actually makes us perfect, holy, righteous, blameless. He actually puts us on this path of perfect love. But on this path of perfect love, if you make a mistake, I say if because you don't have to anymore. If you make a mistake, the same grace that saved you is the same grace that's available to forgive you in that moment. And you can keep moving forward. It's not only forgiven, it's forgotten, done away with, gone, never to be seen or heard of again. Are you happy? That's so good. And the third part of confession, I acknowledge, I agree that the blood is enough, and now I just simply receive. Jesus, I receive what you paid for me to have. That's it, man. Some of you are thinking, man, that's it? That seems too good to be true. See, we, we live in such... A a, a culture where it's like man in order to get that you got to do this you got to earn this in order to get over here but but see the kingdom of God is different God did all this for us so all we would have to do is believe and receive people even have a hard time with the whole salvation thing they're like wait wait a minute you're telling me all I have to do is call upon the name of the Lord to be saved and I'm saved Romans 10 10 if you believe in Jesus with your heart, you'll be justified. If you confess Him with your mouth, you shall be safe. People go, I just don't, I don't, I, that just seems too easy. Seems too good to be true because they're so focused on, I got to do this to get that. I got to perform this way to get this promotion. I got to, you know, we're just back and forth, but the kingdom is different. So if we go, salvation and forgiveness is too easy. Listen, let me, let me actually reverse that. Let me just tell you something. Salvation is actually not easy at all. Salvation is actually really hard. Matter of fact, salvation is difficult. As a matter of fact, salvation is impossible. That's why God had to do it for you. Are you with me? We're going, our oh, salvation seems too easy. I just know about. I just got to add to the blood. I got to do this, do that. No, no, no. Salvation is not easy. It's hard. It's impossible. It's just that God did the hard part, and we get the easy part. It was the hardest thing in the world for God to do. See, God did the hard part. He gave up His Son, Jesus, the pre-existent. Jesus had been with God from the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And through this Word, all things were made. In the beginning, Jesus was with God. And at some point, God looks at His Son Jesus because He loved Him so much. He says, "I'm going to give You up." Oh, that's hard. He watches His Son be crucified on the cross. God did the hard part, and then Jesus came and did all the heavy lifting. He came and humbled himself as a bondservant. A bondservant, man, serving, loving, forgiving, right? He was arrested and tried unfairly. Beaten, flogged, whipped a crown of thorns on his head. They nailed him to a tree. They pierced him in the side. No, salvation was not easy at all. It was impossible. The only one that could do it, and it was Jesus Christ. He did what we could never do. It was very, very hard. But we don't have the hard part. God did all the hard work and heavy lifting for us so that all we would have to do. If you make a mistake, it's just as simple as, oh God, I acknowledge, I agree, and I receive. And now, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to run with you in this area of my life so that I can bear fruit. Church, look at me. The blood of Jesus is enough, the blood of Jesus has won the victory over anything and everything of your past. I, I Listen, I don't know if you feel this. I feel it, but there's, there's freedom in the room this morning. The blood of Jesus is not dried up. It's still flowing and going. <laughs> it is ready to meet you right where you are this morning. No matter what you've done, no matter how big or how bad it is, bigger, badder is the blood of Jesus. This morning, you get to pick up your head and heart and walk in complete freedom. Can we all just stand up? Pops, you can play that song. And I just I want us I want us to sing this song together, okay? If you want to just put your hands out in front of you, and I want us just to receive the blood of Jesus because it's alive and powerful, y'all. It's here. I want to, how about a fresh baptism of the blood of Jesus this morning? (laughs) How about a fresh baptism of Jesus' blood?
1: How about the freedom
0: of Jesus Christ? Come on, sing it if you know it.
1: receive it this morning don't just believe it, receive it come on everybody lift your hands right here, right here, right here Jesus. Jesus! Nothing but the blood of Come on! Come on! Come forth! Everybody come up if you want to receive the blood of Jesus this morning. Come on, get out of your seat and come forth!
0: we thank you for your precious, powerful blood that's been shed. And we receive it this morning. I pray if anybody is in here and they don't know you yet, Jesus, that they would not leave without making that right, without surrendering their life to you. And for those that already know you, we're on this journey with you, Jesus. I thank you that if we've made a mistake, that we get To just simply bring it before you, God, and it gets to be forgiven, forgotten, and we get to be free. And anybody in here this morning, if you feel that, you need there's something that's not right in your life, and you just need to confess it and address it so that God can prune it. Just do it right now in this moment, right here, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Oh man, I'm happy about the blood. I'm happy about the blood. Are you happy about the blood of Jesus? Jesus, Miss Esther says, Jesus. I pick up Miss Esther every Thursday morning and she gets in my car. She goes, Nobody but Jesus does it. Nobody but Jesus. Hey, listen, I'm just gonna I'll be here. If you need prayer this morning, oh I did have two words of knowledge really quick, and I know. We're a little past twelve, so when I get through with these words of knowledge, and you got kids, go back and grab them. But I had a word of knowledge right here, behind the the kind of ear and head that there was some sort of pain, or maybe like a, it was it was a twisted neck or something right here. And then the other uh, word of knowledge was the middle of the back. I, I felt it during worship, right here in the middle, not bottom, but in the middle. If that's anybody here this morning, man, we I love Jeremy myself. Uh, Caroline, Nedra, Melanie's here. We'd love to pray with you. Eddie and Brittany, uh, Alex and Sarah, anybody up here, we'd love to pray with you about anything. If you need Jesus, give him your life. If you just need help praying through something and continuing to receive just the grace of God and forgiveness, man, don't leave without doing that. God, we love you. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood is enough. We are excited to walk in freedom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.